Three HL 1045 the zone. Let's go. Wednesday afternoon. Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, and the Slay Ride himself. Ron Slay carried over for we go go ahead and announce two more days, today and tomorrow. That's what we're gonna do. I got to turn my own mic on today, I think. Well, I mean, Lucas is hosting the show. Yeah. It's like his ninth hour of radio today so far. He's mm-hmm. never done this show before. He doesn't know that you like your mic turned on for you. <laughs> he doesn't know that I'm high maintenance. <laughs> I'm really not. I just have short T-Rex arms, and I can't reach it when I'm sitting in my chair. But I'm not hey, sitting yet. Hey, I'm, I'm going to use a I'm gonna use a When Harry Met Sally line, and that's a movie going way back. But I already told you yesterday, it's one of my favorite rom-coms. You're a rom-com guy. She's the worst kind, Lucas. No. She's a high maintenance, but she thinks she's low maintenance. Lucas don't believe it. Well, turning on a mic is not high maintenance. Just pressing a button. Well, just wait. Thank you. I mean, you're three minutes in. Yeah, I don't want to speak too soon. You're right. <laughs> Am I even on? Am I really on? Yeah, you're on. Hey. What's going on, Ron Slate? Hey, I'm in the building. I'm in the building. <laughs> so you're uh I love when he does that. Like a dolphin, see? So you're you're here today. You're here with us tomorrow. I am. And uh, here in and spirit Friday, on Friday. You're, Going to Knoxville, aren't yeah, but you? But my spirit will still be sitting here like ghost. Oh, yeah. Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm going to do on Friday. I'm going to be in here by myself. I'm I know. I'm cut. going to Austin. Austin, Texas. Yes, Austin, is. Texas. Go see Coach Sark. Work a little Texas spring game. You ready for that, Don? See who there. No, I. Because think about it. I haven't worked a Texas game in five years. Yeah. It's been five. I've, I've been through three. Co- Texas has been through three coaches since I last worked a Texas game. And if I'm sorry, I know that, Sark. I'll be like, hey, turn that plane around. Oh, don't. I don't want any part of this, this yeah. girl coming in here. Yeah. Charlie here. Strong, Tom Herman, and now Sark's there. Wow. There you go. Wow. Quite a list. Yeah. So uh, there's some there's... really successful coaches at yeah, other places. Yes, they right? were. Isn't that. <laughs> I mean, All three that they bring. And, yeah. and, and this is, uh, I mean, this is probably, this is a similar conversation, too, when we talk about UT, the other UT, UT Texas, UT real, Tennessee. Real UT, yep. Yeah, just you look at that place and you look at the facilities and you look at oh, the history yeah. and you look at the, um, well, I say history, I guess, national championship with uh, Mac and then way back in the day. But, oh, yeah, Daryl Royal. Let's right. go back to the 70s and 80s. I mean, that's, yeah. They go deeper than Tennessee fans for those that hate yeah. Tennessee fans. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, are the, but they, the VY game, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't so, forget that. That's the greatest, all jokes aside, they do have one since Tennessee did. But that 2005 game, the best college football game I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. VY with I, the It's number one shot. for me. Yeah, number yeah. one. I'm going to tell you what. I guess because of the magnitude of that game, everything that was on the line. But earlier in that year, I was privy to go to that Ohio State versus Texas game. And he oh, yeah. won it in the same fashion at Ohio State. Really? In the shoe, yeah. I was sitting right there in the end zone where he ran into me and some of my partners that went to it. So. Dang it. VY should have been better in the Come pros, on, dog. So should have, man. Give, somebody get v, Lucas, get VY on the line. Let's ask him about it. We this. tried to have VY what? on the line one time, and he had a marketing person on the line at the same time. And she was like, you can't ask this, you can't ask this, you can't ask this. And V.Y., to his credit, was like, I'll talk about whatever. Right. And she was like, no. And so, like, Clay had to get off the show because we had already started the segment and go talk to her. And they didn't put him on. Really? Really? Yeah, because we weren't like, we, I mean, we're not going to. the sugar coat show. He didn't yeah. need to be protected like that. He could no. handle himself. I mean, look, every, every yeah. question can be asked. It's just a matter of how you ask how it. You and, ins- and it's how you ask it and yeah. how they choose to answer it. Hey, we're pros in here. Yeah. Here's the thing it. with VY, though, that that he never grasped was 
how much time at that position you have to put into the playbook and the studying and all of that. He never, and he was told over and over from different coaches, from his head coach, from mentors, mentors, everybody. I mean, tons of mentors. And we're talking legit mentors. Hey, man, like, here's the deal. Eventually, it's going to catch up with you. You got to get in that playbook. You got to spend I mean, the time, and he yeah. just never did it. Can you imagine Vy with Vrabel over there? Oh my! And, Je- and Jeff was—I <laughs> mean, Jeff was kind of the same way, but Je- Jeff was really good at developing specific relationships with his players say. because mm-hmm. everybody's got a different personality type. Right. And I think Jeff, that, that was one of his strengths. Well, mm-hmm. player, that is one of the first things a lot of players say about him. Players coach, 100% yeah. players yeah. coach. Yeah. And, and Whereas Rabel's more like, that. hey, man, you're not going to conform. See ya. It was easy well, for Well, I feel like Rabel's a players coach, mm-hmm. too, just in a different way but than you got to want it. you got to want it right. as bad as Rabel. Yeah. He, you're not one of his players if you don't work your ass off. Right. right? Like then you're, he's not a player's coach for you. If you're not willing to put in the effort to make the team better. But other than that, he'll, he'll protect you and take care of you. I feel like from a coaching standpoint, as long as you're willing mm-hmm. to do whatever it takes to make the team better. Whereas I felt like fish just kind of protected, protected his players period. Spot on. Because think about it. How much did you hear about, about VY and, and the lack of the behind the scenes prep work for him. Yeah. You didn't you never heard about that when not he to was the point here. where I would say anything no. on the radio about it. Right. I mean you would I mean I heard about it. Stuff, yeah. Which is and, and that's yeah, one of the exactly. reasons that I was like I was always like Vince is not gonna last. Um and I got killed for that take, but that was one of the reasons because kind of behind the scenes that was the talk. But you ne- that never went public. Yeah. Until but, way later. Did you ever hear about it, him in, in college to have those same issues? It's different, though. Man. I, I, I but totally I, agree. Him being so talented, like, he could easily walk out there and go with it. He didn't it. have to do it. I, I will he say, Mike, Mike Keith and talked about Texas this the other day too? when he was filling Texas in for Jay Mart. Yeah. Mike Keith was right. talking about this when he was filling in for Jay Mart. He said the people in the building um, weren't in love with the, the idea of Vince Young right. pre-draft. But the owner was. Mm-hmm. And remember, Bud Adams had that famous line, V.Y. is my guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, man, I'm telling you, it's funny. Like, if we just sat – we've got a lot of things to do, so we're, we're not going to do this today, but maybe some other day. But And we've done it before. If you just sat here and said, like, what's your memory of V.Y.? Like, away from football, that guy was all over the community, and yeah. he, was a, he was a great tipper. You'll find that out when people start calling in. <laughs> yep. Uh, because it's the service industry people that were around him a lot. And uh, the stories about him and Lindell White buying shots of Patron at Fridays mm-hmm. in the Cheesecake Factory mm-hmm. for everybody, everybody. Right, is right. legendary. Yeah. Right, right. And the thing is, it's not only here. Like, this is the same thing that goes with him in Texas. Like yeah. you said, Texas protects him. Yeah. But outside of that, outside of the program, in the community and everything, as a young guy, it's, it was bubbling the same way. I went down there for the, what is it, the cream and orange game, cream and orange burnt and orange. White. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> cream I was and burnt go, orange yeah, game. Whatever that You're game. not going to say orange or white. Or nope, I, that's, that's not the real UT. But um, <laughs> I was able to go down there and catch their, their spring game, and he was playing. That's and not the real UT. The, <laughs> <laughs> it is not. <laughs> cream and burnt. Yeah, they, nope, nope. They are not sun-kissed. Fanta is never be sun-kissed. <laughs> but, uh, by the way, saying. thanks to Ramon, I've got like a legit – 
freaking right fans are right in yeah. front of me right now. I was able to see him play, and the chatter in the stands. I've been to a lot of spring games, and I've been to a lot at UT, the real one, and seeing a lot of phenomenal guys on the field. I've never heard the kind of chatter in the stands that I heard being down there at that university and listening to those people, and they will – they were raving about him. Well, they've they've welcomed him back, so he may exactly. be on the sideline. You may be interviewing him. Well, it's COVID protocol. There ain't nobody on the sideline. You know who is? <laughs> you know who this is, is working? Texas, you know. Yes, it is. I know, their but, own country down there. But Sark, Sark has there. it. Uh, Sark has it pretty uh, locked down there oh, in okay. Austin. Uh, you know who is though? Speaking of former Texas greats, who is working for Longhorn Network, and we have an hour pregame show prior to the spring game on Longhorn Network. He'll be on the desk. Griff. Oh, really? Yep. Michael Griffin. He's doing some analyst work for Longhorn Network. So I guess in between his cupcake making. You That's know? my favorite uh, Texas guy ever. Michael Dude, he's Griffin. awesome. He's the yeah. best. Absolutely. And uh, remember the story he told of the kangaroo that lived behind him? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I what? forgot about that. A kangaroo lived behind. Lived behind. He didn't like to tell the story, and I still don't know why, but he said it one time, and you know me. I jumped all yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you're all What in. do you mean there's a kangaroo behind you? <laughs> Explain. You ever try to ride that thing? <laughs> and then you start thinking about, like, all these videos of kangaroos knocking yeah. people out. Yeah. So maybe that maybe it was a mean kangaroo, and that's why you maybe didn't want to talk about it. Maybe it was the one it. that's floating know. around on social media, the one that flexes, and Jack. it's huge goodness. No, and that stands right there. God, he's ripped. He's ripped. I hate to see him coming down the alley. He's ripped a little more than me and you are. I'm beyond. <laughs> what, you, what you mean? The other it funny is- animal story, though, is uh, is Mike Miller. He's played for everybody, but he was playing with the Grizzlies at the mm-hmm. time. He used to play in Florida. And he was telling us a story. He came on the show, and he was telling us a story about he got a phone call. He was, had a date night with his, with his wife, and they're out to dinner. They get a phone call. He had a pet monkey. And <laughs> the guy called. His neighbor called him and said, hey, man. Your monkey got out. Yeah. And Mike's like, what do you mean my monkey got out? He goes, he's riding your dog up and down the street. What? <laughs> the monkey was riding his dog up and down the street. He's like, you got to come get that monkey, man. Come on, man. Something's going to happen. That's so glorious. Was, I, could only, I, would, I wish the monkey had a little hat and he would have put a hat on and started riding on it. <laughs> that would have been, hey, man, video that. Mike Miller, that's my my guy. I like Mike. Mike's great. Uh, he's so funny, that dude. Uh, Joseph Asai, that that he could end up a Titan in the mm. second round, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like him. So uh, yeah, Don Davenport will be uh, in Austin, Texas. That's what yes. led us. So down we this just yeah, we that's why to, we got yep. on that that yep. uh, that rant there. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay, th- hey, that kind of leads us into draft talk. Though you mentioned that not everybody in the building was sold on. On VY, I think you're probably in an easier position when you're looking at 22, and yeah. it's not a quarterback, right? Um, Definitely true. Um, we've got uh, Coach Matt coming up here in about five minutes, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna ask him about. We're, we've targeted some guys that may fall in the first round, maybe around at 22, maybe second round possibility. So we'll run through some of these names with Coach Matt coming up. Also coming up today, we've got uh, several guests. Austin Huff is going to take a swing at mock draft guy at 3:45. I'm anxious to hear that. Um, also, John Fulkerson, Tennessee oh, forward. Fulky McFly. Fulky will be on at 5 o'clock. And then Shay Ralph, Andy, women's basketball coach. We tried to put her on Friday. We had all kinds of phone issues. She's Ooh. coming on today. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of happy because now I get to hear from her. Yeah. You weren't there Friday. Yeah. That's definitely true. All right. I asked Fulky about his nicknames. All that nickname coming up. And then Slay Ride uh, is going to tell a story about uh, how tired he was yesterday when he did the show. Yes. Stay tuned.
That's coming up later. Dawn looked at me like I was crazy. I didn't know either. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. I had it will. Doherty, Davenport, Slay, 3HL, 104.5 The Zone. Coach Mack jumping in. Farm Bureau Health Plans need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. And uh, Coach Mack is presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Coach Mack, what's up? How are you? Brent, Don Davenport, and Ron Slay. What's up, guys? Coach Mack. Coach Miggity, 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 Miggity Mack. We are eight days away. Are you ready, Coach? Uh, the answer would be hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, where yeah. are you, Mac? <laughs> There's some good, anyway. <laughs> some good, Shiano. Uh, that saying was birthed out of a playoff trip to Kansas City where Coach Mack was addressing the crowd in a bar and didn't know that there was a camera on him. Yeah, I really didn't care whether it was or one or not. That's what I was I wasn't worried about that. How much, <laughs> how much, how much fun, by the way, uh, Brent and Dom Davenport, did we have at that trip? Oh, mm. these playoff trips are unbelievable. That, but that one, I mean, well, that, that one especially because I mean, it was a it was a it was a nice win. Uh, the the parking lot was great. Amy Adams strunk in the parking lot was great. The whole thing was really really fun. I'm I mean, glad you brought that do. up. How many owners would do that? Like, and if an owner was willing to do that, maybe you you pop your head in, like Ron Slay was talking about yesterday. Just just pop your head in and be seen for a second. She was there for more than an hour. Oh yeah, that's that that's why Amy Adams strunk is so solid. She really is. I mean, she's the best. And you know, the other thing about it is is some owners might do it. I mean, I've been around a lot of owners, guys. I've been to owners meetings as a head coach. I've been around a lot. Of, a lot of them might do something like that in the public for show just yeah. for a minute. She's genuine about it. I mean, that's that's just her. She's the best. She is. Uh, coach Mack talking uh, about the draft eight days away. Uh, coach, uh, a guy that, that may fall to the Titans, that actually in terms of skill level, maybe one of the best cornerbacks in, in the draft, Caleb Farley, from Virginia Tech, what what do you see when when you pop in the tape there? All right, now, Brand, let, let's do this. If we're gonna if we're gonna do these guys, I've got a huge notebook here that uh, we I've got put together. So if you're gonna ask me about guys, ask me position by position. We'll do uh, it. first round, second round. You want to start with corners? We'll do Caleb Farley. Caleb. Okay, Farley. here you go. Here's Coach Max write up on it. He's got he's got. Uh, Oh, oh, bat phone going off. Uh-huh. Stand by. Let me, off, let, me, let me turn off the phone. And the pick is in. Coach Matt revealed <laughs> the pick. Yeah. That, was, that was Goodell on the phone. Okay, here. All right, Caleb Farley. Here's what I wrote after watching. Size, length, his quickness, he's fluid. I think he's got overall excellent athleticism. I think he's got elite man coverage skills. He's sticky. And by that, I mean he can motor mirror. He can match guys pretty good. Uh, he's a top prospect to me. Uh, he's got a rare blend of size and athleticism in my mind. Uh, he's a two-year starter at Virginia Tech. Uh, he was a high school quarterback, so he has, he's been playing defensive back for the first time when he got to Virginia Tech. He opted out this year, but again, I look at guys, and, and again, I don't know anything about his medical. I know he had the microdisectomy. I don't get into that stuff because I don't, I don't have that information, and I'm not going to dig for that. Right. I just look at traits on tape, and what I think – He's got instincts. He's got really good movement. He can stay in phase very well. I think he'd be an excellent press man corner in, in, in the National Football League. Uh, that's where I am on him. He's a first-round pick. Uh, the medical, that's up to somebody else to, to decide what they want to do with that. I know I know. we talk, okay, medical, that's that's up to teams to kind of dig into that. But 
But even as a whole, because some of these prospects we're looking at haven't played football in, you know, over a year because they did decide to opt out. How much does that affect, you think, your decision as a franchise when you're looking at film, you're looking at tape, you're looking at what this person will bring those that decided to opt out last year? So you don't have anything from within the last year to really go by. How much does it affect? I think it's important for your scouting department. That's why I say that's why these scouting departments are so big. You need to find out why he opted out. I mean, that that's number one. You know, some of these people, if, if some of these guys, if they opt out because they had COVID issues in their family or they were, or, or, or you know, their, their support staff that they were living with, you know, their, their, their caretakers were elderly and they were concerned about COVID. That's all real. And everybody's reason is, is, is genuine, but you've got to find out the reasons why. Now, looking at the tape, when you, you can only look at, right, Don, the tape that's available, correct? Right. That's all That's all you can look at. And that's why some of these guys, now Farley was different because he wasn't able to do anything at his school workout because of the microdisectomy. So that's why it's important. The thing about this draft that's so different, I've done 35 of these drafts. This is my 35th one. This is the, I mean, this is the least, clearly, that I've ever had my eyes on people in person. Because mm. normally I would be at the Combine, Sitting in the, you know, sitting in that in the in the stadium uh, there uh, for a week, watching all of these guys in person. You know, I would be at I would be at pro days. I would be at the Senior Bowl. I, I haven't had my eyes on these guys in person. So people that are doing this w- with their draft staffs, they've got to have their eyes on these people, and they've also got to ask for the opt outs. Why did you opt out? And that's important. But the the only tape you have, if what you've got is nineteen tape then that's what you've got to evaluate. Coach Mack with us. Uh, we'll stay with cornerbacks. Uh, Asante Samuel, dad, pretty good player. What do you think about Asante Samuel? Yeah, I like, I like Asante Samuel. And again, I use, I use the word, I use the word sticky. I think he's got really loose hips. His feet are really, are really quick. Not the biggest guy, but I think he's a really, really tough competitive tackler. He played outside and inside both. So he played outside, played in the slot. He played man. Uh, I think what he needs to be able to do with the ball in the air is try to find it a little bit quicker. Uh, but I think that he's a loose and fluid athlete. He's got good transition skills, which is, I mean, that's paramount for a defensive back. Uh, I don't know what his verified speed is. You know, I don't have that. Rhett Bryant has got all of that. But just watching him play, he's been a three-year starter there, and he played a lot of man-to-man. But I love his transitional quickness. Uh to me, he's fluid. He's an aware player. I, I think his versatility, Brent, being able to play inside and outside, especially with so many altered sub fronts that you play in the National Football League because of all the 11 personnel that is first through third down in the National Football League, that enhances uh, his, his draft status. Uh, I think he'll be taken pretty early, in my humble opinion, okay. uh, on the second day. Second day. I think he's small. He yes, is. I but he's got that. he's got loose hips and he's sticky. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if sticky overcomes small, Coach. I don't know. Um, what is he? he looks about five ten, about a buck eighty something to me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, real quick, just to veer off because we're talking about size. Uh, the numbers came out on um, Devontae Smith. One hundred and sixty six pounds is what he weighed, measured in in Alabama. Okay. What's your take on that? Because 
I, I we were joking on our text chain because Ron Slay's like I weighed that in fifth grade. I think my left leg. Yeah, and and I'm like uh, I, I weighed more than that when I was pregnant. Like I, I mean that's light, Coach. That's light. Well, first of all, you didn't have to play in the NFL when you were pregnant. And, 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 and Ron Slay was not a professional athlete. Was in the fifth grade. Uh, I feel but, like a coach. Yeah, I felt that's right. He uh, look, that is, I mean, that is, and here, if you're going to draft him and what's look, we can go through what he is when we go to the receivers, but this guy's got all the records and skills that it takes. He's as smooth. He's as silky smooth as anybody I've seen in a long time. And he's got a lot of nuance, but he's a little bit of an outlier, right? I mean, when you talk about 166 pounds and, and that long, I mean, he's long. Uh, that's a little bit of an outlier. So you've got to be able to reconcile that to yourself as far as to how that, how that figures in. Now, what you're looking at is he's played in the Southeastern conference, which is as high as you can play to me in collegiate football, as far as, as physical people that you're going against. And he's managed to stay healthy during that, but 166, that's an outlier. There's not, there's not many of them that are 166 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard to compare to anybody. That's true. Uh, let's let's stay on corner. One more corner I want to hit you with because sorry we, I divided. No, you're you're good. We've got this guy on the show tomorrow. Eric Stokes will join us at five o'clock. Georgia cornerback. He put up a couple of blistering fast times in his pro day. What what do you think about him? You know what I like Eric Stokes because he's an athlete. All right, I think I think I think he is an excellent excellent athlete. I like his I like his play temperament. Here I got him here. Played a lot of mirror match from press. Uh, his, he needs a little more eye discipline, you know, in man coverage because I think he's he's such a he's such a, a playmaker. He's got really good ball skills, uh, and and to me, uh, if you get Eric Stokes, he's he's six one. I think he's a little over six one, isn't he? About mm-hmm. one hundred ninety four pounds. He played mostly on the right side there at Georgia, which I mean, if they want to play him right and left, it doesn't matter to me, you know, what their what their scheme is. I think he can play either side, but he played both inside and out. He's got elite speed. I think his body control is good. Uh, uh, again, most corners, guys. Let me just say this, and and this is not this is not a negative. This is a fact. Most corners coming out of the collegiate game, they're a little bit grabby because they can afford to be downfield a little more. Mm-hmm. It's not as strict as it is in the National Football League, right? You got a five yard window, and they're really really tight on that. But he 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 can learn to get out of that. He's got size. He's got speed. I think he should be able to play in multiple spots in the secondary. I like Eric Stokes a lot. Coach Mack, um, opposite of him was a guy, Tyson Campbell. He's 6'1", about the same weight and everything. What's what's different in him than it is in Eric? Not as fast. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, Ron? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, 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 it's, it's a speed factor. I think he's got good agility. I've got Tyson written up right here. Good agility, got short area quicks, his movement skills, length. He's good in man press, I thought. Uh, going out there. He's also a three-year starter. Uh, he passes every – if you want to look at him, just look at traits. Mm-hmm. He's got it, all right? And now what he needs to do, I think, he needs to just put it together consistently. You probably played with guys like this in, in your professional career. They've got everything that they – that you know, that, that it takes. Mm-hmm. They've got all the requisite skills, and you see it. You see it, you know, intermittently. They just need to put it all together consistently. Does that make sense to yes, you? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay, I mean, and, and again, I, I like him. They got two nice corners there. 
Yeah, you named quite a few players that I played with, Coach Mack. There you go. Um, <laughs> let's transition to uh, edge and defensive line and go in that direction. Coach Mack you uh, presented. Edge. You want to go edge first? Yes. Coach Mack presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Let's I think go. this guy won't be there, Coach Mack, at 22, uh, but an intriguing prospect. Wanted to get your take on Quitty Pay. Yeah, well, Quinny Pay to me, in humble, in my humble opinion, he's more of a four-three defensive end. Okay, because because you know he's he's not as tall, you know, for the length. You know, if you're talking about an outside linebacker in a three-four, uh, but but and, and he weighs two hundred seventy plus pounds, which is fine. Uh, but he's got it to me. This is a high, high ceiling player. His athletic ability for a big man. He's got as as powerful as hands as anybody that I've watched on tape. Shock and shed. He's violent. All right. He's got functional strength. Uh, he, his effort is is off the charts. I love it. He's a raw power guy. He's got first step explosion. Even though he is thick, he's got twitch leverage, got good knee bends. I've already mentioned his hands. His punch, I think, is excellent. He's a two year starter. He lined up both out. I, I think this guy could also transition in the sub package to inside. Hmm. You put him over over guards in the sub package. I mean, he's going to wear some people out. I don't think he's exclusively an edge rusher. He's got good lower body twitch. And 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 to me, that that's he's very fluid for his size. And and especially if you're going to be able, you've got to have lower body twitch. I mean, that's important because not only not only does it help to have that gumby uh, edge being able to lean, you got to have twitch because stuff happens quick. It happens so quick. And the more powerful your hands are, the quicker you can separate, get them off of you, and then that twitch can take over. You can get hip to hip and get past them with your hips. I mean, I think that's very, very important. I think he's got a lot to be developed in the National Football League. I like the player. I like his I like his I like his physical attributes, guys, but I really like his play demeanor. Another edge rusher out there, uh Jalen Phillips from Miami. What do you think about him? I think, I think, I think, I think Jalen Phillips, of course, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a transfer. All right. Yeah. You know, from UCLA uh, again, I don't go through the injuries. I just know that it's out there. He's had injuries before, you know, he set out before the concussions. They can figure all of that out to me. This guy can play from a three point. He can play from two point. He's got first step quickness, Uh, his pad level. He plays a little high at times. He's six, five, uh, 265 pounds, so he plays a little bit high, uh, but, uh, but he's got good lower body flex, even though he's cut pretty high. He's got good length. I like his functional strength. I like his hand punch. I like his effort. He's a tremendous uh, backside effort player. I, I re- he's a one-year starter at Miami. Uh, he played mostly on the left side there for them, but he, he played from both a two-point and a three-point. If you're just looking, his GPS to the ball is excellent, and if you're just looking – for somebody that can play the run and the pass with size and twitch for a big man, this is this is a guy. He's got it. Now again, they can sort out all the medical on it. All right, that's not my job anymore. I'm not picking them anymore. I'm just evaluating them. <laughs> but I like I like what he brings to the table, size wise, twitch wise, effort wise. Coach Mack, uh, another guy that uh, is probably more of a second round guy, Joe Tryon. Uh, what what do you think about him? Joe Tryon to me, he's a freak. Okay, <laughs> that's good like high step. praise from Coach Mack. Yeah, well, he is now. He athletically, he's got good first step explosion. He's got strength, good shock and shed, 
He's got effort, ability, and chase. His lateral mobility is really good. Uh, he, he played both on and off the ball there. Uh, he's a handle. He's, he's got, I, I think, he's got prototypical size and length, 6'4", 260-plus pounds. He's got athleticism. He's extremely competitive again. I mean, this guy, he's very raw as far as his pass rush moves, but he's got all the parts. I would love to have this guy. I would love if I were still coaching to be able to coach and develop this guy because he's got the athletic package. Why not ask you about him? Yeah, yeah. Coach Mack felt the way about that. I like that. Uh, Going to go inside with an Alabama player named Christian Barmore in just a second. Coach Mack uh, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. And uh, as you flip through the pages, this guy played inside. He played he played outside a little bit. Really, really talented player. What do you think about Barmore? Well, uh, he's the best one of this draft as far as the interior guys. Yeah. You know, and, and, and again, let me just say this. He's the best one, but there's a guy that's also very, you know, that's also very close that if he would have played this year that I really like to Levi Onzariki from Washington, but you didn't ask me about him. So we'll yeah. talk about Barmore. I think Barmore, I, he played a five technique. He came on strong at the end of the season. He's got outstanding raw power. All right. Active. He's got really busy hands, but he's strong. Uh, he was, a, he, he is a rotational guy. He started the last, the last four games. I can play. I believe he can either play a one or a three technique. I really do. Uh, sometimes and he's 6'5", 310 pounds, plays a little bit high. A lot of times these big guys that can overpower people, kind of like a bear, you know, that stands up sometimes when they want to just mash people back. He does that some, but if he, 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 if he lowers his pad level, he's going to be extremely dangerous. He's a power player. He's got, he can create vertical push. Uh, he's got light feet. He's an easy mover for a big man. It reminds me of when I used to go on the road on these, uh, uh, you know, workout days when Joe Green for eight years was my defensive line coach. And we'd go there and we'd see a big man that could move. He'd say, Coach Mack, we find a, we find a bear like this walking on two legs, get him, because <laughs> there's not many of them. All right. And that's what he is. Easy mover. He's twitched up. He's got some body flexibility, quick hands. I really like this player. That's such a vivid image <laughs> that, that you just painted in everyone's head. Hey, uh, real quick, Marlon, on uh, on our uh, Zone TV feed from the Facebook page, my question is, do you think the Titans at some point need to go get a quarterback, Coach Mack, just in case Tannehill gets hurt? The Titans haven't had a good backup in years, according to Marlon. Logan would disagree. Well, <laughs> there's a fight going on, yeah, on the page. Oh, well, Logan, yeah. They had a pretty good backup in Tannehill. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's true. Good point. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I don't have recency bias. All right. But I mean, uh, when I was coaching, we had a pretty good backup in Kerry Collins. I think we won 13 games, yeah. but anyway, that being, that, 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 that being said right now, they seem very, you know, they seem very, very, you know, satisfied with what we haven't seen much what Logan Woodside can do, but they they seem very satisfied with him. Again, as I said, I'm not in that building. Uh, now, to draft a quarterback, all right, to draft a quarterback and to develop him, then you've got to, you've got to, you've got to like somebody. And I'm not saying they can't. I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying it probably wouldn't be a real high priority. Right. Coach Mack, we got. Wasn't Matt Hasselbeck a backup at one point, too? I think it was. Yeah. That's a pretty good love backup. How, how good a dude was Hasselbeck? Oh, I love him. Hey. Yeah, he's great. He's been struck no, by lightning twice. That's, and, that's what and, I remember and, about and, him. One of the smartest quarterbacks I've ever been around. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Good analyst, too. Mack. 
Coach He's got Mac- a great story, Coach Mack, if you ever get a chance, about having to take a direct snap from a center who is having some uh, diarrhea issues. Oh, my gosh. Now, wait a minute. I'll pass. Let me just say this about quarterbacks. The thing they hate the worst, this used to be the same thing with Jim McMahon and Jay Hilgenberg was our center. Matt, you know, some of these guys are massive sweaters, okay? I mean, they sweat, sweat a lot. You know, big dudes sweat. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes it just happens. And sometimes McMahon, you know, you would tell Jay, look, seriously, have him bring you out another pair of pants. (laughs) You know, so at some time during the game, you can change to drive. Yeah, why is McMahon his shotgun? <laughs> hey, man, he's too sweaty up there. <laughs> I was, I'm a sweater like that, Coach Mack. I don't take offense to it either. So, well, no, 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 and and it's not anything derogatory. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you, you're playing, you're playing hard, Ron. Go there ahead and go. sweat. There you show. Go. <laughs> hey, Coach Mack, you got um, a lot of things that are glaring for the Titans. I know this first round pick is very important, but outside of that, on the other two, on uh, the other rounds. Very just as important, and especially with us lacking it. And I mean, Perks is a, a guy at tight end, but yeah. With us lacking any depth at tight end and losing a guy like Janu, how important is that position for? Us? Well, I think it's important. I, I do, I do, Ron. I think it's a very relevant question, and I think that they'll address it. Look, you want to talk about tight ends. I mean, uh, just for a minute, I this draft with tight ends, it's Kyle Pitts, and then there's a there's a gap. Yeah. All right. It's Kyle Pitts. There's a gap. He's he's on, he's on another level of any of the other. But there's some other ones that are going to go down through the second to about the fourth round. They're going to be very, very serviceable. I mean, there really are. Mm. And so absolutely. I think. And let's remember this, too, guys. When John who came in here, he was a third round pick. Am I correct? I believe that's true. No, he was a third round pick. Yeah. And, and John U. Smith that came in here is not like the John U. Smith that just got paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. All right. He had to be developed when he came in here. In fact, if you guys will remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know I'm not, is that uh, you know, <laughs> when, when, we, when we had Delaney here and he got hurt and John U. had to play, you remember those first few games he really had trouble catching the ball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people going, oh, hell, mm-hmm. you know, he can't play. Yeah. You know, I mean, just the general talk. But I sat and watched. John U. Smith after practice every day for 15 minutes on, on the, with, with Matt Taylor on that jugs machine and just watched him work and watched Arthur Smith work with him and watched Arthur Smith work with him. And then he developed into a player that earned a big contract. All right. So we can get somebody in that, you know, in, in, the, in the belly of the draft that if they, you know, and then they'll do their homework that you can develop. And that's what you're going to have to do because the first there's there's one first round tight end in my opinion, all right, you know, and it's Kyle Pitts. The rest of them, you've got about four or five of them that have got different traits. They don't there's those four or five don't have all the traits, but they can be developed. Coach Mack presented by Far Bureau Health Plans. Love it, Coach. So does Zena on Facebook. She writes, "Love Coach Mack." Thank you, sir. Well, tell her to tell uh, that's very kind of people to say. I love doing this. I can't wait for the draft to come up. And I really enjoy being on with you guys. It's great. There you go. There he is, Coach Mack. You want to react? 615-737-1045. We'll be right back. This is 3HL. I was just going to let that marinate for you, Austin Huff from Corked Bats. Uh, He's got a rant about mock draft guy. I can't wait to hear this. Austin, what's up? How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're we're good, man. Three uh, HL, I guess I should say that. Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, Ron Slay in the house, and and here's the thing, Austin, man. We only have eight eight more days. I, I kind of wish we had like three more weeks so I could just decipher uh, through or or just kind of cycle through all these mock drafts every day. 
Yeah, right. Just to give me as much time to read all these uh, fake maps as to how the draft is going to play out. Yeah, that's that's the only thing. No, I I I wish the draft was in eight minutes. That's what I wish. I'm sick and tired of <laughs> mock draft guys. Well, what's wrong with mock draft guy? I they're okay. I I don't know. How, I'm I'm I've been sitting here like trying to come up all day. Like I've spent all day trying to think of someone who's just worse. The worst, worst person on earth, more than mock draft guy, and no one is coming to mind. My, mock draft guy is currently number one on my big board of losers. All right. Oh, oh, you've got you've got four quarterbacks going top five. Whoa! I bet you also have zero friends going to your draft party. All right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like the draft. I love talking about the draft. I love watching the draft. I just hate the people who feel the need to map out the draft like they have a single clue. It's like trying to predict a Jose Canseco tweet. You have no idea what's going to happen, so why are you even attempting it? Why are Speaking you even trying? That, you know what we need is a Jose Canseco mock draft. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it would make as much sense as uh, anyone else's. I think Court Babs needs to reach out to Jose Canseco and ask <laughs> Jose, for a mock draft. Jose, what are your thoughts on the first round? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who do you think the Who do you think the Raiders are going with at seventeen? Huh? Yeah, which quarterback <laughs> is going Bears, third? <laughs> yeah, do you think the Bears will trade up with the Broncos to get that nine nine pick? I love like, it. Like no, like it's just it's so it's so annoying. And the people who create mock drafts, in my opinion, are almost as bad as adults who celebrate their half birthdays. <laughs> is that a thing? Well, I mean. I mean, side note, today is my half birthday. Okay. So I just well, happy half, half birthday there, Austin. Well, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. Doug Matthews you, uh, told me to tell you happy half birthday. <laughs> I appreciate you bringing it up. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> looking to eat half a cake or something tonight if my wife will let me. <laughs> uh, my, guy, my guy James at South Texas Titan on Twitter, yeah. he had one of the best tweets the other day. He, uh, he, he tweeted that he said, doing mock drafts is LARPing. Are you guys are you guys familiar with the art of LARPing, live action role playing? I don't know what LARPing is. So LARPing, Lucas Panzeca knows what it is. He's laughing. Oh, Lucas is probably a huge LARPer. It, you catch him on the weekends. He's probably at the park just LARPing with his with his guys. Slay's looking at to, it. Slay's looking at us like we're don't, not. Don't expose me this way, Austin. Look at this. <laughs> now, if you're going to expose Lucas, make sure you do it during Buck Show. Yeah. Oh, you're okay. Sorry. Sorry. I forgot that. <laughs> Lucas is Lucas is okay here, but all the other LARPers like to me, it's like, yeah, like coming up with who the New York giants are going to take at number 11 is no different than dressing up in medieval clothing and fake sword fighting dragons in the park. <laughs> you know, at least they, at least LARPers seclude themselves to empty soccer fields, mock draft guys plaster their work all over the internet. Um, mock draft 7.0 is here. Click this link to read. Mock draft 13 is here. Lincoln bio <laughs> big shakeup with the number eight pick in my latest mock draft. Check it out. <laughs> and that's the thing too. It's not like these dweebs do one mock draft. <laughs> mock, mock drafts must be more addictive than black tar heroin and or Lay's potato chips, because you will never see a person do just one. Like I, I doubt John Robinson does this many mock drafts. And then, and then the best, like, the best mock drafters in the world get what? Like half right? If people are into seeing someone hopefully score a 16, you guys should come watch me take take the ACT. <laughs> Personally, I'd rather listen to people talk about how Derrick Henry runs soft than hear a mock draft. <laughs> 
Ramon's up, nephew, Don? John, on uh, Twitter, I agree with him completely. It, there, it's just it's just the worst. And okay. it's like from January to April every year, it, it just only ramps up with intensity up until draft night. And then you get like the people on like the the the, the eve of the draft dropping. Hey, it's my last minute mock draft. What do you guys think? Give me your opinions. Leave a comment below. Like, we don't want to see your mock draft in the same way we don't want to listen to your podcast, okay? We, we don't want to see your mock draft in the same way we don't want to hear about your fantasy team. When's your next podcast? We don't, we, we don't want to see your <laughs> mock draft in the same way we don't want to see the Las Vegas Raiders tweet about important court rulings, all right? Mock drafts, opinions, and buttholes, everyone's got one and they all stink. <laughs> So is there an acceptable number? Like if uh, Todd McShay released one and a half mock drafts, would you be good with it? I know. I'd be okay if, if Todd McShay dropped zero mock drafts. <laughs> you because and mock they, drafts. They, they, Guess what not, we're talking about at 415. Oh, don't say it. Don't mock say it. Mock drafts, Austin. Yeah, I was going to say, let me guess. Oh, we got, we got Billy G from, uh, from, from myfantasysuite.com with his latest <laughs> mock draft. It's like, what, what does it matter wh- what he thinks? Uh, he's not going to be right. I think Austin Huff is actually joining us at 4.15 to run down his <laughs> pick for what number 22. How about that for a rope-a-dope? Here, uh, up next, Austin Huff from CorkBouts.com with his latest mock draft. <laughs> Aaron on Twitter, SportsGirlTN. Uh, Austin is speaking the truth. Mock drafts are the worst. Tara, Austin is hilarious. You're getting a lot of run for this mock draft blast. Hey, I, join, join the Army. Let's, let's band together online and let's stop mock drafts once and for all. Are you going to pick it somewhere? Where could you pick it? Mock drafts. Yeah, we'll pick it online. We'll we'll meet in the chat room. (laughs) Thank you, Austin. Good stuff, man. Appreciate it. Happy half birthday. Hey, thank you, guys. And uh, on the way out, who are the Titans taking at 22? Oh, easy. The Elijah Moore. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Austin. Oh, man. Uh, There he is, Austin Huff from Cork Bats. Uh, Check him out online, corkbats.com. Cork Bats with a K. Trevor Lawrence gift registry. That's the thing. Don mentioned it the other day. Andy Staples, Sports Illustrated, wrote a story about it. It's intriguing. Next.